guys. Aliens! We've been calling them the Dominators. That is not the name of a species that comes in peace. We must exterminate your kind before the scourge of your planet becomes the scourge of ours. Dominator ships are coming in worldwide. Barry, we can't do this alone. I don't plan to. Green Arrow. Dig. Spartan. White Canary. Firestorm. The Atom. Heatwave. How did you get the name Heatwave? I burned my family alive. I like to light things on fire. What a colorful backstory. Oh, things just got so much worse. You're really good at this time, Barry. Y'all call for tech support? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I had enough of this. It's been an honor to know all of you fight alongside of you. Now it's up to you to keep our home safe. Have fun storming the castle. You're gonna use Princess Bride against me? Here we go. This is the Nerd Talkalypse Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything nerd. We provide the latest and greatest from trending pop culture and fandoms alike. So take a break from killing zombies with your lightsaber, hang up your cape and cowl, and hop on the Hogwarts Express and ride your way over to Geek Down to fight our gym leaders and hosts of the show, Lane Stipe and Deej Penhollow. Best team up ever. Hello, nerd enthusiasts, and thanks for joining us for this week's edition of Nerd Talkalypse Podcast. My name is Lane. And I'm Deej. And as always, we're geeking out weekly with our listeners about our favorite nerd topics. From Marvel and DC Comics, TV and film, Star Wars, the wizarding world of Harry Potter and beyond, Pokemon, The Walking Dead Universe, Dragon Ball Z, GT Super, and the films alike, and most things in between. That's right, guys, and here on our show, we express pride in pop culture nerdism and work hard to bring you trending content from all the fandoms you love. Please reach out to us via email, nerdtalklips at gmail.com, Twitter at nerdtalklips, or simply write up a review on iTunes or facebook.com slash nerdtalklips. We'd love some listener feedback. Hey, what's up, nerd enthusiasts, and thanks for joining us this week. This is episode 38 of Nerd Talkalypse, and we are doing the CW Invasion crossover special. Yes, special episode. So, sorry for the <coughs> delay, by the way. There's been some crazy shit going on. Oh, yeah, holiday bullshit and maybe Hol- some other stuff. Yeah, Mr. Lane here has had some issues. Can't help it, man. <laughs> it's okay, I'm not giving you shit about it. But this is a good week of CW shows, uh... We, we know the crossover between Supergirl, Legends, Arrow, and Flash. Not necessarily in that order. But it's going to be something. But we're going to get into nerd news first. And we will talk about it. Yep. It's time for the latest in nerd news with Nerd Talkalypse. Alright guys, we got episode 38 of Nerd News, and we don't have a whole lot. There's enough here to get get us by for this week. Um, we have zero Walking Dead news, but we're going to move right into DC Universe news. I'm going to let Lane start this one <coughs> off. Alright, we got Archie. Is that right? Army. Army. Army Hammer. <laughs> Arm and Hammer. Army Hammer, actor best known for his role as the Winklevoss twins in the 2010 movie The Social Network. 
He also portrayed the Lone Ranger in the 2013 Disney film The Lone Ranger. Well, recently the internet is ablaze with some rumors about him possibly playing the Green Lantern in the upcoming Justice League movie and Green Lantern Corps in 2020. Now, everyone's favorite Photoshop nerd boss, Logic, has rendered an image of what Army Hammer could look like as the Green Lantern. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. It's dope, dude. I, well, everything he does is dope. He can make fucking Justin Bieber the Green Lantern probably look well, cool. Well, yeah, but, like, this... I don't even know where he got that image, like, to Photoshop onto, but it's amazing looking. Yeah. Like, if that guy would play fucking Hal Jordan... I could see it. I would uh, be fucking happy. I don't know how well he... About it. I don't... I don't, I never seen any of those things. Well, I've seen the social network, but I can't think of... What that guy looks like, yeah. yeah. I don't really know either, but... It's interesting. To say the least, this is like one of the only things that I saw. I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude, that's dope!" And fucking Justice League in the background and shit, dude. I love it. I can't I, wait I would... to see an awesome live adaptation of Green Lantern. Oh, it's gonna be great. I <laughs> I liked Ryan Reynolds as though. I mean, it was um, good. It was yeah, good. It wasn't I was bad to see like a dope, a badass one, like a yeah, you know, more for sure. Like a beat, I'm a beast. Don't <laughs> you forget it. Okay, so that that's all I put down for DC Universe news. We're going to go ahead and do Marvel news now. Like Green Lantern from fucking uh, Justice League of War, it was cool. Yeah. I like him. Yeah, dude. That, and that would be the same one from Throne of Atlantis. And With all uh, the same movies? Yeah, well, they're all, yeah. They're like sequels of each other mm-hmm. in that same... I know that all the DC Universe movies take place in the DC Universe, but these ones are, like, yeah. directly off themselves, I think. Because in Justice League War, all them they all met each other in this movie. Yeah, and I think Throne of Atlantis is when they go meet Aquaman. Yeah. Which we need to watch that movie. Absolutely. It's not something we've seen. Okay, so, um, in Marvel Universe news, the brand new trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 has been released, and it is pretty astounding. Um, Blaine just watched it. Yeah, it was cool as fuck. So we're going to talk about some uh, Easter eggs and references of all that relating to Baby Groot, the new team members, villains, Ego of the Living Planet's role as Peter Quill's father. So spoilers there if you didn't know that. Um, which, But they revealed that at one of the comic cons, I think, so it's not news. Um, but uh, after director James Gunn released the first official teaser trailer for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, fans literally went crazy. Um, YouTuber Mr. Sunday Movies created a video of 10 things you may have missed in the in the new trailer. Um, most of the focus is on Baby Groot, still voiced by Vin Diesel, which is crazy to me. Yeah, they just like made his voice sound babyish. Yeah, they, like like I heard somebody else point out like it could have been you, you know, it could have been any of us. They're still paying Vin Diesel to do it. Yeah, you know what I mean, which seems nuts to me. Right. Like they could have cut out a major part of their budget. Yeah, I guess but he's Groot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I get it, but it's just weird because they could pay me They could pay me a thousand bucks. I'll do it. Right, that's what I'm saying. I'm sure he ain't cheap to get. Like, no, but whatever. Yeah, so, that's a good point. And think about it. Um, so, like I said, most of the focus is on Baby Groot, uh, who remembers everything and is still wearing a tiny Ravager suit while riding on Rocket Raccoon's shoulder. So, I'm Groot. <laughs> it, it was fucking great. The, the trailer was so. It was funny. Like, here's the hoping though that they're not. Putting all of the funny shit in the, the trailer. Yeah, but I hope not. The movie's going to be quite a bit longer than that trailer was. Right. So we got. I know that that chick at the end, the alien chick, that was Mantis. That's all. That's that's. I know that. I don't know a whole lot about Guardians of the Galaxy. Me neither. Well, I went into that movie completely blind. Yeah. So I'm I'm okay with, you know, learning learning as we go. But that's some that's some of the shit we got to do. Yeah, that's that's what it is. This this, this nerd talk loops isn't just about nerds knowing their stuff. It's about 
it's a nerd's journey. Fair enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We are we are still learning and we're and we're portraying our our learning onto these listeners that are that are just so graciously <laughs> accepting everything. <laughs> and it's nice. Graciously. Okay, so at the beginning of the movie, Drax somehow gets stuck inside well, this is in the trailer. Drax somehow gets stuck inside uh the this interdimensional squid like creature called an abelisk. Um, and it's so so here's the uh, the, the summary of it uh, set to the backdrop of awesome mixtape number two Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy volume two continues the team's adventures as they traverse the outer reaches of the cosmos the Guardians must fight to keep their newfound family together as they unravel the mysteries of Peter Quill's true parentage old foes become new allies and fan favorite characters from the classic comics will come to our heroes aid as they as the Marvel Cinematic Universe continues to expand. Nice. Yeah. So Guardians of the Galaxy <coughs> 2 is written and directed by James Gunn. The film marks the return of the original Guardi- Guardians, including Chris Pat- Pratt as Peter Quill and Star-Lord. Zoe Saldana as Gamora. Dave Bautista as Drax. And Vin Diesel as the voice of Groot, Bradley Cooper as the voice of Rocket Raccoon, Michael Rooker as Yondu, Karen Gillan as Nebula, and Sean Gunn as Kraglin, which they have him credited for Gilmore Girls only. Which yeah, is... and they have Michael Rooker credited for Jumper, right? not Walking Dead. That's weird. I don't even know if I've ever watched Jumper. Me neither. So new cast members include Palm Clementif, um, who I don't even know who that is. No. Uh, Elizabeth... Debicki, choose from The Great Gatsby, I guess, and Everest, Chris Sullivan from The Nick and The Drop, and Kurt Russell, The Hateful Eight, and The Thing. And I know Kurt Russell is playing The Living Planet. Kate, The Hateful Eight, I want to watch that. Yeah, I heard it was great. <clears throat> it has been officially confirmed, and we've seen it on a teaser trailer before the trailer is released tomorrow, but Spidey, the new Spidey suit will have web wings. We'll be able to glide. Yay! Which is heavily speculated, obviously, to help aid him in his fight against Vulture. Yeah. And uh, supposedly... See, I don't know if you noticed in that trailer, when he was jumping, he was jumping off the Washington Monument. No, no, I didn't know. Um, so, the my theory, personally, is that, it's, like you've said a million other times, I think in another podcast you talked about what Spider-Man will be like... In, in a place another, without skyscrapers. In a, spa- in a place without skyscrapers, how it would be useless. Like, yeah. So... That's the uh, you know what I mean. Are gonna makes, be fighting in DC? I don't I don't know. That's I weird. mean he's there for some reason. I highly doubt he's just there to pick up yeah. the suit. Like so he's there, presumably fighting the vulture, and he's got a glide to help help him do that. So that's pretty sweet. Hopefully, you know what I my hope is that they're not vulture. They're not um constantly on him. Like, they're retractable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to, you know, I feel like if he was, like, swinging in the web, like, I don't yeah, know. You know what weird. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Get in the way. Yeah, I don't want to get in the way. But well, intrusive. Right. We got the new Doctor Strange fucking in stats. Yes. This is the box office mojo stats. But these are as of December 4th. This one, I did these notes. So, actually, I should probably bring up the new one. Because the way it it's completely accurate if we're going to report them, I guess. I want to do it properly. Yeah. What? Not recording? No, it's recording. <laughs> this is freaking me out. Not working? 
No, it's working. It just the internet's not working. I don't want to be asking too much of this. You know what I mean? I shouldn't. It should be fine. It should be, yeah. Should be able to. Your other computer can record and look online. Yeah. Which is fine. It's doing it. Slow as fuck. Just being delayed, yeah. Okay, box office. <coughs> Mojo. You can probably get rid of some of this weird thing, right? Yeah. Some of this dead space. Probably could have just pressed stop recording for a second so you don't have to worry about it. That's okay. Moana, that would be number t one, but Moana or whatever. Moana's doing good. Bad well. Santa too. I want, we should go see that, just you and me. Okay. Alright, so Doctor Strange, as of. Well, this is as of December 6th for some reason. I don't. And it's now currently December 8th. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's it says updated. it updated yesterday. Yeah, maybe it didn't move. I don't know. But uh, so the Doctor Strange domestic total as of December 6th is 216,716,547. Um, the worldwide is 636,801,366. That's good. Yeah, it's great. Um, made it. Or is that the world? Oh, it's domestic summary. So that's it's doing it's still doing good. I'm sure it's in theaters somewhere. I don't think it's in theaters here anymore. But yeah, it's been November fourth it came out, so I doubt it. Yeah, it's over a month now. Fantastic Beasts, we got it at 186 million domestic, 186 million 143,140 dollars. Worldwide is up to 610,543,000. So not far off of Doctor Strange. No. As far as world worldwide goes. Yeah, so it's doing. It's still plugging away too. I know that's still in theaters here, but its release date was November 18th, so two weeks later. Yeah, I like that movie a lot. Hell, hell yeah, dude! I can't wait to watch it again. Yeah, so, <laughs> like so excited about it. But that is it. That's all we had for nerd news. Um, I believe it is time to talk crossovers. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. All right. I'm pretty excited. Are you? Hell yeah. Crossovers are fucking dope. That's right. Crossovers are dope. <laughs> so, for everybody here listening, usually I've got some cues lined up for the uh, TV talk, but this is all pretty much one cohesive episode. Yes. So, we're... Except for Supergirl. Supergirl's episode was... Uh, it was it was titled Medusa, and it was... um kind of sort of part of the crossover well the end of her episode was part of the crossover yeah pretty much so basically what we got here is episode seven of the of the second season and it uh like i said it was it was his mid-season finale and i fully expected that it was going to be fully integrated into the crossover i had no idea until like the day of that that it was something that was going to be happening toward the end right but 
at the same time, it's not necessarily happening. It happens throughout the whole episode. Yeah, it happens throughout the whole episode. <clears throat> it doesn't become relevant until the end. Right. Which also confuses me too because, like, they they try to make a point in saying in the middle of the epi- in the middle of the flash. I like the way that's set up there. Yeah. yeah. They try making a point in the flash when Cisco says, "Oh, it's going to take this. Gonna, this might take a couple of tries." Right. You know what I mean? But they get there immediately in the flash. So I'm assuming they just skip the yeah, tries. Yeah, they just tried. Yeah, I'm sure. So, but um, we did get we did get a lot of information um, in the flash itself. So we're going to cover this Supergirl episode real quick. Talk just basically what happens. It um, just opens up to Thanksgiving. Uh, they're having things, you know, on Thanksgiving. And Monel's there. Uh, everybody's there, really. Mm-hmm. Except for Hank. Yeah, I guess Hank Henshaw. Yeah, I guess he's not there, but uh, Supergirl's like warming up Turkey with her fucking heat vision and shit. Like that's what our superheroes do. Yeah, it was pretty sweet though. And her yeah. mom's like, oh, I never get tired of seeing you do that. I don't feel like it would work that way. I feel like <laughs> it, what, it would just like burn a hole through the chicken or through the turkey. Yeah, I mean, I suppose don't don't you think she might be in control of the level of intensity? Yeah, but how is it spreading evenly throughout the entire turkey? Why not? Why not that one spot it's hitting? I'm not sure. I don't. It just. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's pretty weird. But so during their, their, their what they're all saying, going around the table saying what they're thankful for. Um, a giant breach opens up above the table, and they're all immediately freaked out. They basically ruin Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Danvers family tradition. Like not every family in the world doesn't do that. Like yeah, right. It's pretty weird. So just giant fucking thing. That any normal, average, just Supergirl watcher, like anybody that just migrated over from CBS, probably be like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah, but we recognize that immediately as a breach. Yeah. So, uh, in the very next scene, they're talking about what happened. Wynn mentions tachyons when they're talking about the breach. Um, which He's I thought smart was, fucker. Yes, he sure is. He was definitely underused in Catco. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so he's 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 very well placed in the DEO. Well, uh. Kara, Kara learned that the Cadmus is the her mother, Lena's mother. She learns that because when she was, she was taken and got her power sucked out. Yes. Yeah. That was not this episode, right? No, that was no. This, that is this episode. That really? When her and Monel were in that cell together. No, that was a prior episode. So that was not this episode. Well, no, maybe it was because she said something about solar flare. No, that no, that, that was the last that episode prior. Yeah, yeah. Right. We haven't watched this in a week, and sorry. Yeah, we also haven't covered it in a while because we did two movies in a row. So yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, she goes to confront Lena to see if she knows. She goes to as a Kara, not Supergirl. Yes. Trying to kind of, I guess she was trying to like sneak it out of her about if she knows anything about her Cadmus and that her mother's related to her. She goes, "Oh, you just we're just Luthers, huh?" Blah 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 blah. Like, Right. Um, see, Lena, Lena quickly dismisses Kara and calls her mother and says she needs to talk. All this good shit. Um, and then, so. Oh no, she did show up as Supergirl to talk to Lena. In another, in a previous episode, I think. Are you sure? Yeah. No, it was this one. Okay. Because she flew in. Remember, she goes, "That's not. That's not the door that people. That's not usually a door to get in here." Oh yeah. And then that's when she sent her. Because it says right there, she sent her off. She dismisses her. Was, oh yeah, because they were arguing, and she like sent her off. And she I must flew just away. have just gotten get confused. When I tried to write Supergirl versus Kara, like if it's yeah, Supergirl. I must have did that. It's okay. So Supergirl talks to Lena to find out what she knows about Cadmus and her mother. 
Lena doesn't really want to hear it. She's like, oh, just... She goes, use uh, all you guys wear that on your chest, and you got to blame the Luthers pretty much, and right. all that bullshit. All right, now that we're back on track. <laughs> so the the whole episode is basically uh, um, subplotted by uh, Cyborg Superman, which is uh, the original Hank Henshaw. Um, That's such a cliche ass gay ass name. It's pretty like, weird. I hate the way he. I am Cyborg Superman. Yeah, like, like who, let's why feed would you him refer to dinner. yourself? Yeah, like, oh, he's so weird. <laughs> It's pretty weird, and he even says it again at the end of the episode. Like, no, it's strange. It's to really, refer to what, yourself. What that makes way. him Superman? Like, yeah, they really. use Supergirl's blood. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. She he was built before. I'm not. I don't know much about Cyborg Superman. But it's just weird that he calls himself that. It's just odd. But yeah. whatever. So the, that's what's happening this whole time. Uh, he, he crosses Monel at the bar. There's a little bit of a fight. Um, then Cyborg Superman then puts beats the piss out of Monel. Oh yes, he sure does. And then he puts uh, he lets us like a poison gas into the thing, and it kills everybody ex- except the humans. Yes. Um, some of them ex- escaped uh, in the process, but um, that girl that Monel was getting hit on by that alien, yeah, chick, she doesn't survive. No, she's dead as fuck. <laughs> so Monel is in a cell explaining what happened to Kara, Alex, and John. And the, they, this, the the moment that they discover that the gas targets only aliens. Um, Mother Luther arrives to speak with Lena, talking about... Mother Luther. <laughs> talking about adoption, and she mentions Lex a couple times, and basically just gets on... Doesn't I, Does she get under Lena's skin a little bit in the scene? A little bit, I think. She's like, you don't love me, you're lying. Like, yeah. I do love. Oh, she got. I thought you were calling me here to finally apologize or something. And right. No, it wasn't the best meeting, but whatever. Right. So then, Kara finds out that the virus was created on Krypton by her father as a method to keep Krypton Kryptonians safe. Um, the gas doesn't kill Kryptons. Kryptonians. Kryptonians. Yeah. Well, that's what led to uh, the conversation about because um, her father was trying to protect. I always thought he was good. He was trying to protect everybody. He was well. He was his own people, at least. Like, mm-hmm. You know, he did everything he could to protect Kryptonians. It's it, it's fucked up, dude. Carter keeps finding out that her parents were fucking douchebags. Like, but not I, on Krypton. In her eyes, she's yeah. v- viewing it this way. Yeah. But so, like, I can totally understand her struggle because, at the same time, you know what I mean. She's here to protect Earth, and and it keeps going awry. But. So John is continuing to struggle also with his white Martian blood and his appearance continuing to come out as a white Martian and crazy things like half his face turned into a white Martian. He's like he's like fucking hallucinating his family and shit. Yeah, that was crazy. I think that was in another episode too. Like, where, yeah, he keeps seeing his family and he almost killed that guy because he was hallucinating yeah. a white Martian and shit. It was pretty interesting. Um, so they find out that Cadmus is going to disperse this virus across the whole entire city and kill every alien Um, and this obviously worries the DEO because John Jones is an alien that's going to get killed by this virus so um, Cyborg Superman goes to ensure that this is going to happen and Supergirl ends up fighting him in the process and during during this fight another breach disrupts the we we skipped a lot. Yeah. No, we didn't. We talked about. We didn't talk. Oh about yeah, the we didn't fortress. talk about the Fortress of Solitude. I forgot about that. 
you know, Kara went through. I mean, it's not that important, but. Yeah, but. Supergirl fights with super, Cyborg Superman, and another breach disrupts the fighting. Like, just another breach pops up and it goes away. I think even Cyborg Superman was like, what the fuck? Yeah, they, the whole entire fight stops and they just, like, look over and they're like, okay. And then they just keep going. Yeah, it was so. so cool the way they were doing this is what Deidre wrote, and it was like yeah, it was pretty interesting to not in, to not include Supergirl into the crossover and give it its own, but to give it the relevance. For yeah, it too, is, exactly. That that it was just it was interesting. Was cool. um, so Supergirl then meets with Lena about her mother running cabinets. Lena doesn't believe her and starts uh, accusing scene. Supergirl of coming after the Luthers, like Superman. And all well, that's that the scene I was talking about. Yeah. So somehow we missed Maggie, Maggie Sawyer, uh, Alex's boo, getting injured. Um, I didn't see it happen, so I don't know exactly what happened. But this causes the turnaround at the end of the episode about her being like, "Oh, I almost died," and blah blah blah. I think yeah. I do love you. Yeah, and all that stuff. So that's that's interesting. Um, Lena confronts her mother about cabinets and offers her help. It was I can't remember the exact thing she was after, but it. Lena like pretty much offered it to her. She was like to do was ask. It was, oh yeah, uh, isotope four fifty four. Yes, because it was it was what was required to spread it the way it was or something like the way. Some it, yeah, some type of part like part of the machine that was going to disperse it. Yeah, I'm not familiar properly. with the science of it, but it was a vital part of the plan to wipe out all the aliens. <clears throat> right. So she pretty much says, all you could do is ask for it. She goes, it's that easy. She goes, it's that easy. And yeah, so this this leads everybody in the whole entire fucking. Like, Supergirl fuck. universe to be like shit. She's a true fucking Luther. Yeah, you know her true colors are coming out. So Cabin's moves forward with the plan to kill all the aliens, and Lena goes straight for uh, launching the rocket. Um, she has a key. She turns the key. The rocket launches. Supergirl takes off after it. And it was fucking badass what she did. She just yeah. fucking went, boom. Like it was. It was fantastic. And then during all of this happening on the rooftop. Uh, it is Hank Henshaw versus Hank Henshaw. It's just Martian Manhunter versus Cyborg Superman. Interesting. Yeah, it was pre- it was pretty crazy. And then so Han- so John Jones takes to turning into his new white Martian form to fuck this guy up. Yeah, he beasted his ass. Fuck yes, he did. It was like awesome. He was just gonna rape the shit out of him. Um. So then it's revealed soon after once the rocket explodes that the that Lena gave her mother the wrong isotope and made the virus inert. Um, meaning that all the aliens survive. And in yep. the process of this, Cyber Superman escapes somewhere, somehow. And then I think Lena also called the cops, I think. She did, yeah. Because that's when the cops showed up and arrested Mama Luther. <laughs> she did. And then and then we get a little bit of a tease of uh, some weird aliens flying through space searching for Mon-El. Yeah. Don't know who they are. Like, anything yeah. like that I honestly thought that that was another thing that had to do with the crossover like the dominators and stuff I guess not but yeah I guess not so Eliza with Danvers the mother of Kara and Alex saves John John Jones and the green Martian or the Martian Manhunters like she green. was able to extract all the white Martian bullshit or whatever yeah by using something from the that virus and making it good something like that I took she's it she's good at what like, she does Kind of like the same way that like Super Saiyan Four Goku, or I'm sorry, uh, Gogeta, tra- like kicks Blood that. Slaves? No, kicks that fucking. Oh, and it transfers into good energy. Yeah, that's what I felt like it was kind of like. I guess. <laughs> so Maggie goes to meet up with Alex. This is that thing we were just talking about. Uh, 
turns it all around and they you know they kiss it out that's how that episode that how that's how supergirl concludes the story and then right in, yeah, and then it goes right into supergirl's living kitchen and then it just sh- it just shows her empty apartment and then another breach pops up and then out pops Cisco and Barry right right in her house and he goes and then Cisco's like it better be her house it's going to be creepy or weird or something yeah, so. the weirdest thing is, is that Cisco says this is a pretty nice universe yeah, like, goes, thanks. he's only seen the inside of her apartment. I know. I don't know. It's it weird, weird, man. Yeah. I don't know. But so, <clears throat> it's always cool seeing characters like that on. See, but here's the, here's the thing that that bothers me about the way that they did. The, they they make a point to do all of this. You do that. So if you're a Supergirl watcher, you know, what I mean, you get that, and you're like, oh, cool. You know, maybe you'll go watch the Flash if you're if you haven't yet from seeing the Flash pop up last season. Yeah, but it also wouldn't. It's gonna if you are just a Supergirl watcher, it's not gonna have a lot of effect if you don't watch the crossover because it doesn't happen in your universe. So right, it's yeah, not gonna so affect Supergirl's story. It doesn't affect Supergirl's story. Now, you get, when you get someone like Nate who was asking me about the crossover and everything like that, and he's like, "Do I have to watch Supergirl no, to do it?" Really. I said, "No, you don't, because this exact same scene shows up eight minutes into the Flash." Yeah, you see that you, the only thing that's relevant to. The crossover from Supergirl, you see in the Flash too, so you don't need to watch Supergirl. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. I mean, so they did a good job at keeping people from if they don't want to watch one, they don't have to. Right. Because Supergirl's people don't have to watch the crossover if they're not interested. Right, and I I totally understand why they did it. It's just it's interesting. But the, the so this this opens us up to the invasion storyline. We got three episodes: Flash, Arrow, Legends, and they're all three titled Invasion. Um. Season three, episode eight of the Flash. And this episode, it opens up crazy. Like it gives you like a. It, it opens up with Flash and Arrow. Like, like it seems like they're getting attacked or they're in danger. Yeah. And then we find out that it's from fucking everybody else on the team that we thought was. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Like you get this, you get this, uh, the Barry or uh, Oliver being like, "You really did it this time, Barry." You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, sweet. It's crazy. And you know what I mean? Everything's the fucking camera pans over and they're being attacked by Canary, Firestorm, Thea. Supergirl. Supergirl. Uh, Heatwave. Yeah. And the Atom. Which is crazy. And, and as soon as I see this start happening, my first thought, I said it out loud, was when did fucking Ray get a new suit? Yeah. I don't you know. know what I mean, turns out... Did they explain it in the episode? Turns out there's... They have. I asked somebody on Twitter because I was so perplexed. I asked a... I don't remember who I asked, but... It turns out there is a throwaway line that Ray just seemingly passes off as enough information in an episode of Legends. So let's talk about the one... We didn't cover it, I don't think, but the last one with Jonah Hex. Okay. When they were mining for the Dwarf Star. Yeah. I guess Ray... Somewhere. I call, I said that he was going to make new suit out of yeah that. yeah yeah I guess he said that and I just must have been taking notes for it or something like no, I just I, totally... I was like I was like I was like I bet you he makes a new suit out of that crap because there was a lot of it yeah yeah but at the same but all of a sudden he just he, he did it quick <laughs> yeah he did it without any he did it off camera you know what I mean nobody saw it happening so he just basically threw out the information so we're just to assume that he found some dwarf star in that mine and then made one with, yeah just immediately like that yeah. yeah with well probably with the fucking um, the thing they have on the Wave Rider that creates clothing and yeah, I'm sure that he just printed up a new suit, you know, what 3D I mean? like, printed shit. But what's crazy about that to me is that he so he makes it, it uh, evidently exactly the way he made it the first one because then Cisco calls it out in this episode like this is due for an upgrade, don't you think? Yeah, 
Which fuck yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's fucking awesome. But like, he, that's a brand fucking brand new fucking suit. That's yeah, weird. You know what I mean? Like they made it seem like it was his old suit. Yeah, like that suit is fucking hot off the goddamn car lot. I guess it depends. It depends what timeline of legends that got taken that got called. Yeah. Maybe they got called before that happened. Yeah, I don't know. Well, no, remember because in the last episode of Legends, oh yeah, Sarah he, comes in and she's like, "Our friends in 2016 need our help." And Steel is also Captain Steel, or he's like has a suit too. So yeah, yeah, it would. I don't know. That's weird. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. I'm trying, I mean, to, I'm trying to find ways to justify it. No, yeah, I mean, it's just odd. It's just an odd on. thing that happens. But so after the beginning of the episode, uh, we're we're yeah, it, show, it shows him like a, getting attacked by everybody, and then it says ten hours before, right? Which you assume that to happen. So in. One of my favorite things about this crossover is that, yes, it, you know what I mean, a crossover with everybody, but each episode... It's still its show. Yes, exactly. And it was fucking beautiful. Like, the way that they did it was awesome. So, what we're seeing at the beginning of this is Wally West testing his speed powers in the speed room. And he is at Mach 2, which is faster than Barry was when he started his Flash. Yes. Um. And... They're lying to him because they don't want him to keep using, you know, they want to keep him from using his powers. Um, and they don't want him to go out and do any of this stuff. Yeah, because he's just, it, it was the same as for Jesse Quick. He didn't want her to be doing that shit. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly the same thing. But H.R. Uh, Wells comes up with this great idea that he wants to make an, he wants to open tour for of Star Labs, like. He's like, I want to make it interactive and make it just a tour for people to come look, and we can. I'm going to make Star Labs a big name again. Like, yeah, dude, and he wants to have like a fucking virtual reality version of the particle accelerator explosion. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, it's strange. He has like people fucking walking around on se- segways and shit. Hey, or, I mean, riding around he's on a, he's he's a he's an interesting man. He's got he's, he's a got visionary. Some ideas, yeah. I, I'm I'm not. I like his ideas. He's an interesting guy. You're but, absolutely um, right. You see, uh, I guess the radar goes off or something in the lab, and uh, we see a meteor heading for downtown. Well, yeah, it's actually it's a satellite radar, and Cisco's like, "Oh yeah. shit, that's a satellite radar!" Like, but, you know, uh, I mean, nothing good can come from that thing. Apparently. So of course, Barry books it out of there and goes and goes to where it landed, and he goes, "Uh, guys, he, this is uh not a meteor or whatever, and it's a spaceship." And yeah, and fucking all these fucking giant dominators come running out and just. Kind of just Start. attacked. Argus yep. was there. Yep, Argus gets there. And um, then they knew them as the Dominators. They they named them first in the episode. Right. So. Yeah, she she says, as you guys heard in the beginning of the show, I put, I played the trailer. She says, we've been calling them the Dominators. And then you get the great line from Wally. It was like, nothing with that name sounds good. You know right. I mean? um, but they've been calling up since the 50s, I guess. These aliens made an appearance sometime in the 50s during the war. And that's why they named them the Dominators because they pretty much dominated everything. Like, but they seemingly just came, fucked some shit up, and then left. Right. Um, so, uh, what's his name? Fucking Barry. I <laughs> Barry just decide. You know, he decides that this is something that it can't be done on their own. Yeah. So he goes to Oliver immediately after. They, they he runs in Oliver's apartment and <coughs> starts telling him about the aliens. No, but he like grabs Oliver from somewhere. Oh, they were, like, in the middle of trying to find somebody, like, attacking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, they were about to get shot or whatever, and then Flash just grabs him up, and him and, I think, uh, yeah, it was, uh, oh, what's his fucking, god damn it, brain fart as fuck. Diggle. Oh, okay, yeah. He grabbed Diggle and Barry and fucking flew to the apartment. 
and Dick was like throwing up. Remember over the banister? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And then uh, all are, and then they're just like, "What the fuck? We're just at my house now. Great." Well, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> and Oliver's like, what the hell, Barry? He's like, what do you need help with this time? Another speedster? He's like, yeah, well, kind of. Not really right now. Maybe later. <laughs> He's like, right now we got aliens here. And then Thea shows up. She goes, she's, I got to do this too. Yeah, she's like, I'm fucking in. It's aliens, dude. Like, yeah. So that's pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I always like seeing her fight. She's pretty badass. Oh, absolutely. So they get in contact with the legends. And they yeah, like they contact them. I, I believe it was a lot similar to the way that... Uh, Ray and White Canary did when they were stuck in the fucking no Ray and Vixen Kendra, Kendra not Vixen who's Hawk, Ken? Hawk Girl Hawk Girl fucking stupid me <laughs> sorry Ray and Kendra were when they were in the fifties or whatever the forties yeah and they had like a beacon yeah and they contacted them. I think that was kind of the same because they called them somehow yeah and like well and yeah and Felicity seemed to have known that it was going to happen at this specific time and moment because they went to the hangar which I don't know if you noticed or not. I didn't know anything about it, but have you ever watched Super Friends? A long time ago. So that hangar that they were at apparently is exactly the same as the Hall of Justice. Interesting. I don't know anything about it, but I I do know that that's supposedly what it's supposed to have looked like. Remember when they were coming down and someone was like, it looks like the Hall of Justice. Yeah. Was it? I don't, I don't think it was that hangar. It was another building. Or, it looked like the Capitol building or something. I don't know. No, that's like the front of that hangar or oh. whatever. I it's weird. Like, everybody's been talking about that specific thing, but I don't know. I'm about to look up a picture of it right now just so we can... Yeah, I, can so I guess, yeah. That was what the front of it looked like and the water and everything. Similar, yeah. Let's see if I can bring up one from the CW. It's an interesting building. But okay, and, uh, they come back and uh, we learn that Supergirl is on Earth-38. Uh, I can't remember the context exactly, but he was like... Yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like. Well, it says Star Labs on it. So. Yeah, it's just like a Star Labs hangar, they yeah, said. Yeah, <clears throat> but, I, like I said, I can't remember the context, but remember, who was it? Uh, what was his name? Uh, Cisco says it. He goes, oh, she's from Earth 38 or whatever. Yeah, which uh, I, I think I also heard another fact about that being a reference to the first appearance of Superman, 1938. All right. I think. I and think then, that's uh, what that is. So, cut to the end of Supergirl. This uh, shows like a, where they're like, okay, we, we got an alien of our own to help fight these aliens. Yeah, Superman yeah, 1938 yeah. was the first ever action awesome. comics number one. That's weird. Uh, I don't know why they would make that. But whatever. I don't know. Just some reference, I guess. Hey. But they decide that they need to go get their own alien. So him, that's when him and Cisco. They're like, oh, it might take a couple tries, but then he goes, he busts through seemingly right away. But like we said, it was probably right. It was probably done a couple times. But and then he shows up in an apartment and pretty much convinces her simply, like, hey, let's leave your universe real quick. Come help us. And she goes, oh, okay, that sounds fun. Yeah, he's like, he's like, remember the last time I was here and you said you'd help me. She knew of the Dominators. I think she she said something about them. Yeah, she did. Said they attacked Krypton. Yeah, or something along them lines. Something like that. I don't know. Of course, she heard of them. But she shows back up and like everyone's together in the hangar. Like it was so cool. Like that's when Supergirl introduced herself. She like blasted her heat vision into the. She like flew up and looked badass. And, well, I dude, I was really, I was really excited about Diggle's reaction to Supergirl, and it was so like I'm convinced it was very underwhelming compared yeah. to what I, I was the same way because I thought he was gonna be because the way he acts around Flash. Yeah, 
Or like when he did it around uh, Martian Manhunter in that. Yeah, in the Fight Club. Yeah. He, See, but <laughs> when you think about it, though, it's not Supergirl's powers. Yeah, she's like super powerful, but in that scene when she shows who she is, and she like burns her logo yeah. into the ground. It's not really that much different than what Firestorm can do, so it's not like anything Diggle's not seen. Yeah, I mean, if she, like, went and picked up the planet or something. Yeah, like, if she did some fucking crazier shit, like, yeah, absolutely, but, I mean, Firestorm can fly, too, like, and so can the Atom. Yeah, so she didn't do anything that was, ooh, too, like, some, not like, yeah, I know what you mean, but, uh. Like, she should have froze somebody. Yeah, I guess that would have been cool, too. (laughs) But. Um, this is where we get that that very awesome line from Felicity. She goes, "Best team up ever." Like, because it's fucking true. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty dope. But um, it's definitely an alien war. Um, it is not without it is you know without question these aliens are there to fuck shit up. They said like, yeah, there's like a great line they have in the one of the episodes. I think it's in Legends, but it's like we have to. Uh, it was in the it's in the trailer at the beginning of the show, but we have to clean up the scourge of your planet before it becomes a scourge of ours and which is pretty sweet. It was uh Iris that was like a Oliver Queen is the green arrow. Oh, that makes him so much hotter. Yeah. That's that was <laughs> Barry's like, fuck. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. So that yeah, so then they all decide that they have to choose a leader. Cisco immediately opts into it being Oliver. And See, Oli- but, yeah, which uh, I would have agreed. You know, Oliver has more of a leadership than absolutely. And then Oliver quickly quickly dismisses that and says, "No, this is Barry's fight. That you know, Barry should be the leader." Um, Barry got us all here together. And... Yeah, pretty much. And he's not too good at it. So basically, what happens in this scene is so funny. He starts like saying what you know what he thinks needs to be done, and uh, Oliver kind of keeps chiming in. And Sarah's like, are we just supposed to pretend like we don't hear what Oliver's you know, <laughs> yeah. saying? Like, it's funny. It's funny. So they, they decide that they need to fight against Supergirl. As training. Yeah, for training. You know, fight an alien to beat the aliens. And yeah. they Oliver tells Supergirl not, you know, to not hold back at all. Yeah, it's a cool scene. That's what I wrote. That It was just, it was Barry Allen, Oliver Queen, and Kara, Supergirl, talking together. It was awesome. Right. And and she's like, "Are you sure you don't want me to hold back?" And he's like, uh, "Yeah, yeah especially don't hold back me. at all, especially against him." Yeah. And uh, well, and it shows Ray has his atom suit. That's what I wrote. I was like, "Well, he has his atom suit. Like, what the fuck?" Because all of a sudden he just has it. And um, and it cuts to a pretty sad scene where Barry is asking where Snart is, and uh, it is really revealed that Snart was sacrificed himself. And I think Barry was kind of a little bit proud. Barry had like a proud look on his face, kind of, I guess, like. Sad, but still. Yeah, he said. He said, "Where's Snart?" And Ray's like, "Oh, you know, we, you know, we, you weren't there for it." And he's like, "Don't worry, though. He died a hero." And Barry like kind of looks he's down. Like, no, and he's a like, legend. Yeah, yeah, he's like, "No, he died a legend." And it was like, "Fuck yeah, dude! I love Snart, man. I fucking yeah." I, I wonder if there's gonna be, there's gonna we have to see him again. There's oh, gonna I'm be sure. something mm-hmm. with Flashpoint. Some with the someone with this time travel shit. It's gonna fucking. But uh, I, mean, I think he's part of the Legion of Doom. Oh, uh, yeah. And I know that that's coming up. I know, and then uh, we get to Wally. Wally really wants to train with them. He's like, well, I have to fight. And, he, and Iris is, like, really talking him out of it. Oh, yeah, he just runs to the hangar. She goes, all these just... people have fucking been doing this for a long time. It's like, And it's going to be hard for them, let alone somebody that just bedot their powers. And he's being a little unreasonable, you know what I mean? Like, but this is quite the battle to be as your first fucking assignment. Like, Absolutely. I mean, you can't just show up and fight aliens. It's precisely yeah, what Iris uh, tells him. It's yeah. like, you can't, 
So like, this is the biggest, you know, these people have been doing it. It's the biggest battle they've ever fucking faced, and you can't just use this your first time out on your own. Like, yeah. and I love seeing this. This next thing, dude, is awesome. Whenever we see Felicity and Cisco working together in the computers, dude, it's fucking, there's not a team that could be beat. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I kind of wish that Wynn was there though. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been cool too. Win and Curtis. All of them together. All of the fucking tech guys just chilling. That would have been fucking dope, dude. I oh, that would have been awesome. But uh, this is where I made a, a, a prediction. I was like, I think Wiggle's gonna not Wiggle. I think Diggle's gonna find out that his son was a daughter. Baby Sarah is now baby John. John. Right, and this finally the moment that I've been waiting for for many podcasts. <laughs> yeah. We find out the rest of Barry's. Uh, message recording from at the end of each episode of Legends uh, since this episode where we, it was revealed that there's a recording DJ's like fuck <laughs> he's just waiting for I it I just wanted to fucking know so much so and and I know I don't know if it's been riveting for anybody else to find out but I've include I will I have the clip it's okay <laughs> I'm going to put it in this episode I'm, actually I, I'm going to put it in right fucking now and then we'll come back to the rest of this stuff War is coming, Captain Hunter. And at some point, you're going to be called back to Central City to fight it. So you need to know that while you and your team have been in the temporal zone, I made a choice that affected the timeline. As you know, whenever you alter the past, those changes affect the present and get compounded in the future. When you return, you will be in the new timeline I created, where everyone's past and everyone's future has been affected, including yours. When you come back, don't trust anything or anyone, not even me. Where did you get that from? We found it in a secret room inside the Wave Rider. It was sent by you 40 years from now. 40 years from now? Barry, what the hell does this mean? It means I screwed things up when I changed the past. What did you do? I went back in time and I saved my mom. I created a timeline where she's alive. It's called Flashpoint. I lived in it for a few months and until I realized that I'd made a big mistake and I tried to reset the timeline, put things back to how they were supposed to be, but I... But it didn't work. No. Wow. Barry, that's... So, what's changed since you did this? Cisco's brother is dead. Caitlin has powers. Dickel has a son now instead of a daughter. What? John had a daughter? I didn't just screw up my life, man. I screwed up everybody's lives, and apparently everybody's lives in the future. Felt like when these aliens got here that finally something had happened I didn't cause and maybe I could make up for everything I'd done to everybody, but I... I think we should be on the up and up with everybody. We gotta tell them. We're going up against a bunch of aliens and you want to tell people that their lives might have been affected by time travel? One sci-fi problem at a time. You made a mistake. All right, so that was a Barry Allen's secret message to the crew, and this the clip, as you heard, ends with one sci-fi problem at a time, which is the very next note that we had anyway. So it was pretty cool. Um, no, huh? Not really. They go and talk to Barry about his recording. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, they it was cool it. for me to find fucking out finally. Yeah, no, I said that wasn't the next note. Is what I'm saying. Oh, about Barry going oh, back yeah, in time and mess, and mess things up. So they were all like, "What the fuck?" Like, well, yeah, that's what they talk about. In this. And they find out that the war was about the aliens. Yeah, but I'm trying to cover it. Oh yeah. They find out that the war is about the aliens, and then that's when Oliver's like, "One sci-fi problem at a time." And uh, Stein is still having issues, like with his like his like memory. He's remembering things, and yeah, he's remembering things from uh, 
life that he's not sure where it comes from. And I had said a while back that I thought maybe it was from Flashpoint. And uh, we still, I, I guess, do we really get our answer? I'm not really sure. I, I believe it's still from him interacting with his younger self. I don't think it's all Barry's fault, but I guess they didn't necessarily dismiss that it wasn't Barry's fault, but um, he, they reveal later that the, that this girl, that you know, they go to his house and um, they reveal that it is his daughter that is, that he's seeing in these visions that we got in Legends of Tomorrow, which we thought was maybe like a new wife or something along those lines, that interacting with his younger self was affecting, you know, his, uh, who he ends up with in life, so it's, it was all very interesting, but, um, so, Supergirl is beating up all of these, um, all of the fucking le legends, and Oliver, and Barry, and, you know, everybody, she's beating their ass, um, somebody says she's a badass, and it's kind of hot, I can't remember who says that, but, it was pretty interesting. Um, and then, very quickly, the crossover pretty much begins. This big battle against the Dominators happens almost instantly. The President gets attacked, the aliens are attacking him, and then the Dominators capture him. Lila discovers this, and she sends a le uh, the, the teams on their first mission. Uh, cuts over to Wally, who is very upset. Um, he... He wants HR to train train him, and HR says no. Caitlin is worried about Killer Frost, um, like up, you know, coming out or whatever. And then this is when we find out that that Stein has a daughter. So it quickly moves to Cisco discovering Barry's recording, and then he calls out Barry to, yeah, but you know, about telling everybody what's going on. So this is the moment the moment that everybody's been waiting for where Barry then tells everybody in the room that he, about Flashpoint and he tells Diggle or Arrow tells Diggle and everybody's not you know obviously he's not happy about it but nobody remembers that timeline so Diggle can only get so pissed but um, everybody is not you know is not happy about it at all but Supergirl, Supergirl says she'll always trust Barry, um, which is telling, and or happy, and, and all that good stuff. And Arrow does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he decides. Oliver decides that he's going to stay behind if if a Flash is staying behind. And <laughs> as they're all getting ready to go out on their first mission, Heatwave and Dude, Supergirl. That fart smells like uncircumcised donkey penis. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> That's what happens when I eat onion rings, man. I don't know. What? So, so Heatwave and Supergirl have their first interaction together, um, and he says that Supergirl is a stupid name, and he's not calling her anything but Skirt. Yeah, it's funny. So it was very interesting. Because haircut, haircut, and calls Ray haircut. Yeah. yeah, and so during this next scene, we'll, we'll talk about this in one second, but um, they they all go off on their first mission. They find the president, and the president is promptly killed. Yeah, like disintegrated the shit out of it. Like, yeah, like it was just boom, done. I was like, "Holy shit!" And then they take over everybody's minds. So they t they alien... like threw like a grenade thing. Yeah, like it was like a grenade thing they threw down and then it like exploded. No, it was like this thing, like this fucking beacon they turned oh. on and it made 
oh, you yeah. know, what, whatever was happening. But so it was taking over everybody's mind. But during this scene, when Heatwave is getting his mind taken over, he's immediately like, "Supergirl, do something!" Yeah. So that's fucking way out the window. Skirt. Yeah. And I thought I thought it was so funny. But uh, so then we get a nice speech from Oliver to the team that was left behind, I guess. Yes. Not that were not many of them left, but the the team is attacking the city, meaning that all everybody but Oliver and Flash. And this is where we saw from the beginning they're attacking Flash and Arrow. And I wrote fuck, fuck, fuck. It's just like because that's a lot. That's a lot of superpower shit. Yes. Um. Wally says he's got to get out there because like you know they're fighting. Oliver's fighting everybody without superpowers, and Flash was fighting everybody with superpowers. Yep. And Oliver seemed to have the upper hand in his battles. I mean, yeah, he was fighting Thea and White Canary, Canary and Heatwave. No. He, yeah, I think so. Was it? Maybe. I'm not sure. And then Flash was fighting Supergirl, Firestorm, Adam. It's crazy. Um. So yeah, so yeah, Wally shows up as a boss scene. Like it was cool when he. When yeah, he, he fucking like judo chops everybody. Yeah. Really fucking quick. And he's like, Wally, you showed up. And he's like, Kid Flash, yo. Yeah, that's right. And it's fucking awesome. And Supergirl punches Wally and like knocks his ass out. <laughs> yeah, damn straight. She just beats a piss. And then uh, Barry's like, because they they come to the conclusion that there's a there's a there's a singular thing that's causing this. That if they destroy it, they'll get rid of it. So. Uh, Cisco's like, you gotta find it, you gotta destroy it. And he goes, well, if I can't, you know, I don't know how we're gonna destroy it. He's like, well, she can, so. He's like, hey, Supergirl, let's see who's actually faster. And he runs off to where this beacon was. And Yeah, it was an awesome scene. Like, the, you know, he's running around this warehouse thing that. This, she, and, and making her. She can't quite keep up. Or, yeah, she can't quite keep up with him, and he's, he's pissing her off, is what he's doing, and yeah. he's trying to get her to run in and destroy this beacon, which inevitably he succeeds, and she fucks this thing up. You know what it I mean? It flies just, right through. Yeah, and then it, it knocks everybody out of there. Yeah, and this is right when Oliver thing. was getting cornered. He, like, ran out of arrows, like, for the first time ever. Yeah, dude, that's He, like, crazy. had nothing in his quiver. He's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, like, I've, I don't think I've ever seen that happen. Because everybody was like, how does, why does he never run out of arrows? I'm like, mm. Yeah, well, now he fucking ran out of arrows. But these were all, these were some awesome fight scenes, man. Like, like watching Oliver fight them and then watching Flash fight them all, dude, it was so cool. Fuck yeah, dude, it was awesome. So nobody's mind controlled any, er, anymore. When Wally comes up out of his, uh, whatever you want to call it, they, they get him back to Star Labs. He, oh, this is <clears> why, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, HR decides that he will train him. And then he goes, nobody sees. He goes, nobody sees the potential like I do. He goes, I'll train you. Right. Because earlier in the episode, I don't know if you mentioned it when I wasn't in here, but I he, did, yeah. he was asking HR. Okay. Yep. So the episode ends with uh, White Canary, Diggle, Ray, Thea. And oh yeah, Oliver. Diggle was fighting Oliver too. Yes, that's right. So yeah, they all get abducted into like a tractor beam. And yeah, this is all non-meta, non-metas. Yeah, all the non, all the air, the whole Arrow crew. Yes, pretty much. They all get abducted, and then it moves into Arrow season five, episode seven, Invasion part three. <clears throat> now this episode opens with Oliver's like running, and then he like comes to the Queen Queen Mansion, which is really cool to see again. Like, oh, it was amazing because I just said a few weeks back we haven't seen Queen Mansion in a while. And then like Oliver walks in, and like Laurel's there, and then they're acting like they've been married. This is weird. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I said, yeah, this is weird. And immediately, I'm like, this has to be like a dream or hallucination or something, because you, you know, it has that feel. 
Right, and then and then as soon as that is said, the scene switches immediately, showing everybody in this like fucking oh, pod yeah. chamber from the Dominators. Like they're all just like in this. Yeah, no sooner did I guess that, and then it was just like, Boop. yeah. So it was it was pretty cool. Um, so apparently, out there, there's an episode of Batman the Animated Series where this exact same thing happens, where he's hallucinating a world where he never became Batman, and there's like another Batman. And you know he's just Bruce Wayne, and he's married to Selena Kyle. And Interesting. Yeah, it's like just an animated show episode, but I, I guess it's really it. yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. Um, so I guess they took that sort of idea and rolled with it for the crossover. Yeah, that's which cool. I, think I like that. Yeah. Um, um, so we should also mention that this is the 100th episode of Arrow. Yes. So this is the episode they said that Oliver, uh, like Arrow, Green Arrow is going to be a different person after episode 100. Yeah. You kept seeing, I kept seeing it all over Facebook, but I want to, but how? Like, I don't know. I mean, he's got, he's, yeah, there's a lot of stuff happened in this episode. It was, it was a, not as an intense episode of Arrow for this season, but it was really cool. Like, yeah, it was interesting. Like we said, each, each one of these episodes holds their own in accordance to. Yeah, it was a crossover, but it was still, Arrow was still Arrow. Supergirl was, I mean, Flash was still Flash. Legend. Yeah. Legends could have been. Well, it was pretty. They still was legends. They, yeah, they, they still, still travel. They still travel through time. Yeah, so they they held they held true to their actual show whilst involving the others. Which yeah, so they was, did a great job. Yeah, in, in my opinion, that's that that takes some writing skill. You know what I mean to be able to do that kind of shit. So then we get a cut to the Arrow Cave where Team Arrow is discussing present day Arrow Cave. Yes. like not not in hallucination. Arrow yeah, this cave. is real life. Uh, Team Arrow is discussing the Dominators, and this is I mean, this is everybody. This is uh, Ragman and. Yes. And Wild Dog and uh, pretty much you Curtis. know all of yeah all of Team Arrow, and then enter Cisco and Felicity and Cisco's acting all fucking. Cool. Well, no, not all of Team Arrow. Uh, um, Artemis is not there. She was not in this crossover. Oh, really? Yes. Oh yeah, because we saw her. She was kind of working with uh, Prometheus. Prometheus, that's right. Yeah, bitch. So Artemis is not in this shit. But so everybody but Artemis. Yeah, and it keeps flashing back over and over again. But Cisco, Cisco meets uh, Ragman, whose name is Rory, and he's like, "Oh shit!" He's like, "You're the second Rory I know. Are you a douchebag?" <laughs> and he's like, "What?" He's like, "Well, the other Rory I know is a real big douchebag." Like, yeah. so he's obviously speaking of Mick, Mick Rory, Heat Wave. Um, so when Cisco explains his Vi powers, Renee acts like a race, like he's racist against these menace. He's like, "Oh, you're one of them." Yeah, he hates the meta humans. Yeah, he's got a lot of prejudices against them. It's it's really it's really weird. And it's interesting, like, uh, Cisco vibes the abductees in stasis. Like, he finds... I don't remember what he grabbed or what he had, but he... He grabbed one of Oliver's arrows. Oh, yeah. Or when his bow, his old bow... Yeah. It was, something. like, broken, and he's like, I guess I shouldn't break this. Yeah, and he but, just uh, he uses says, uh, it. Crisis is super excited to hack alien tech. Curtis. Oh. <laughs> but, no, we didn't mention it. I don't remember if we do in the notes here later, but, uh... Their hallucination dream, like all of them, are intertwined. Yeah, oh yeah, we didn't. So it find was like Thea's and Oliver's, like. But you know, you notice it's interesting. Yeah, you start finding it out as soon as you see. Uh, you see them. You see them can- interacting canary. with each other. Yeah, as soon as you see uh, Sarah and Laurel, and she yeah. mentions the canary, that was when you said, "Are they all connected?" And I was yeah. like, "I have no idea." Yeah, um, it was interesting, but um, yeah. They're gonna try to pretty much hack the alien tech to find out, I guess, how to get there or what or what to do. Yeah, something something along those I lines. Maybe how to communicate. No, it's how to communicate with them. Oh. Um. So then, it, so it keeps cutting back and forth in in modern era tradition. Um, 
I wrote so cool seeing the Queen Mansion and the Queen family. So we got we got Robert Queen and Moira Queen. Yeah. Laurel, right. Captain Lance. You know, the whole fucking original crew is back. They're all in the Queen Mansion and they're celebrating the Yeah, we see Malcolm engagement. Merlin, we saw Tommy yeah. Merlin, we saw and, and we should mention that this was the first of any of these shows. You know, seven episodes in that we see Malcolm, Malcolm Merlin. Yeah, that's weird. I've grown to seeing you know you see him or a lot. eight episodes in. That's 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 incorrect. That's seven episode or season five episode eight. But oh. yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Malcolm's first appearance and he barely says anything. And he's not even a real Malcolm. It's just a hallucination of him. Yeah, so it's 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 fucking nuts. But no, like you notice like some trigger words or actions or. It's like making them realize, like you know, like a uh, Laurel said, canary to a white canary, and it kind of made her like think for a second. She goes, "What?" Like, like it's affecting them. Right, and the same thing keeps happening to Oliver. Yes, very much. So they're doing. This is you know we we find we we ask the question: Are they all joined in their hallucination? Um, because they're all next to each other in the in the stasis, and then Oliver is talking to Captain Lance about a green hooded vigilante. Oh no, I'm sorry, a a scene with Oliver and his father and him are they're walking down an alleyway and they're being mugged and then a green hooded vigilante shows up to save him and Oliver immediately starts thinking about you know everything from season one on like he stepped in between him and the criminal so he was like why'd you do that he goes you would have died he goes I don't know like yeah yeah it was crazy because it was his instinct to do it because he would have been fine so, yeah, so he's he's catching on. To, he starts. He immediately starts catching on to these hallucinations, and then it cuts right back to the current day Arrow Cave. And and Curtis says he's got this processor, and he calls it a three PO processor, which is a reference to C three PO. Why? I can't remember exactly why he said it, but it was something. He does an impression of C three PO, I think. Oh. Something maybe I don't remember. I wrote it down specifically because he did something Star Wars related. And then he says something, and then he quotes something. And Cisco's like, oh, your tech guy quotes movies, huh? Real original. <laughs> so it was, it was interesting. And then it cuts back. Oh, yeah, then they do that thing where they're trying to hack the... And it fucking explodes. And it explodes all over the place. And yeah, don't fuck with alien tech, man, that you don't know. Yeah. And then, so it shows Oliver's visiting Captain Lance, who is the captain of the police force in, in this hallucination. And he's asking him about this the vigilante. And, um... It's called. It's still called Starling City, not Star City. Yeah, I noticed that on the map. Like the camera made a point to pan over to the map. Oh yeah. And oh. it said Starling City. It was Starling City, and then it got changed to Star City. Yes. yes. Yeah. So I thought that was oh, pretty yeah, interesting. Oh yeah, that's interesting. Now we come to the conclusion they all are connected. Cause, you know, because Thea's connected. It's Thea, Oliver, Diggle, White Canary. And that was it, right? Those are the only people in the hallucination. And Ray. Ray. Yeah, that's right. And they were all like they, like they were all like in the same party, so it was interesting. And Ray was married to Felicity. Felicity, and then Oliver was with Laurel. Oh, did you say Diggle? Yeah, Diggle. Yeah, I said Diggle because okay. he was the arrow. Yes. So. Yes. Um, what I don't I don't know why I wrote Merlin Industries. So someone must have mentioned it. Yeah, we saw it or something. I don't remember. We saw it. They were still relevant because Malcolm Merlin would have still been. Yeah. You know what I mean. And so it shows, like, and it shows the next scene, Oliver is just, like, walking into this building, that the Arrow Cave building. Yes. And then he, like, knows where to touch instinctively. And yeah, then, it was, like, his, uh, his, um, uh, old, it was the old mayor, mayoral And then we're running office. for office, yeah. yeah. And then he, uh, goes down there, and then, uh, he's like, hello? And, like, 
Diggle shows up and he's like, "What the fuck?" Like Diggle <laughs> looked crazy, man. He was nuts. Yeah, it was crazy. So Diggle, the the weird thing is that that Oliver was experiencing a happy hallucination, as was Thea, and Sarah. And I guess Ray, you know what I mean? Ray yeah. wasn't necessarily, but Diggle was still atoning for his something. something yeah. You know what I mean? So he was still being the arrow, and Felicity <clears throat> was still his sidekick. So it, it would be interesting. It was interesting, like to see all that still happening. Yeah, I was like, like what that. the fuck? He's like a big ass green arrow. He's like three times bigger than all of them. Fuck yeah, dude! It was crazy. Um, so I keep obviously I keep saying these flashbacks are so awesome because they just are. Like to see old arrow and new shit. This is interesting, and Oliver keeps making these connections. Like he's, he's very quickly realizing that he this is not right. Um, so flashback to current present day: the Flash meets the new Team Arrow and Supergirl, which is funny. This scene was hilarious because Ragman shows up, and you can hardly understand Ragman when he speaks. Yeah, but he shows up, and he's like, "It's an honor to meet you." Like it was just so <laughs> fucking weird here. But uh, Renee continues to reveal his seriously major Contempt. meta prejudices. Yeah. Oh. He just said, uh, it's like, I don't know, he's like, you guys think you're all this, and he's like, I don't want any part of it, it makes people fucking whatever. He's like, it is what you choose to do with your powers, not that fact that you have powers, and it's pretty much at the point they were trying to get across. Right, and it, it's the same thing that happens in, it's the same thing that happened in Batman v Superman, and the same thing, you know, that happens in every superhero movie, even in the Avengers and, and Age of Ultron and shit. You know what I mean? Is that when the heroes show up, so do the fucking villains. Same with Dragon Ball Z. You know what I mean? Yeah. All the villains fucking come to Earth because they want to fight fucking, or not because they want to fight Goku, but some of them do. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the same. It's the same concept, and that's what uh, uh, Renee believes. You know what I mean? He's like, he's like, as soon as you guys fucking showed up, he's like, all these fucking people started showing up. You know what I mean? It makes it harder on everybody else. Like, so in a way, I can understand, but he still doesn't have to be such a dick. Like, obviously, you can be fucking good. Alright, um, so like they meet, the Flash meets him, uh, he's like, uh, and then it goes back to the cut scenes again, and, uh, it was right before, the, they were getting married, uh, they were gonna get married, Laurel and Oliver, Oliver yeah. and he goes in there, she goes, you're not supposed to see her, and he goes, uh, he says something to her, and she goes, you're lucky I'm not a trained assassin or anything. Yeah, it was like, so it's like a blatant fucking weird reference that was supposed to be funny, but it was so weirdly obviously, no, I don't know, I don't know how to describe what it was, it was like... Yeah, I know. very cliche and. But um, Oliver and ultimately he wants to elope with Laurel, because he's starting to catch on that something's going on. So he and he's he actually lives in love with Laurel. So he's like, well, I want to have a chance to marry you, whether it's real or not. Like he just you know he wasn't quite sure. Right. So at the at this very moment in time, Diggle shows up to the party mm -hmm. and he asks Oliver to, you know, come and talk to him for a minute, and they they dis discuss that this is a you know uh, uh, hallucination and he said something about Amber, Amber called it too she goes Oliver will be the first one to figure it out oh yeah and they discussed the smoke technologies building and how it shouldn't be there and Diggle is also having yeah because even, even Felicity was like that doesn't sound right yeah oh Ray or somebody no yeah Ray was like it was that Ray yeah um, you know even Diggle was having memory flashbacks and then Oliver says like he's like if this is a memory flashback they're gonna use um they're going to use things in the hallucination to us here. against them. Yeah, and this is when he draws... He draws a. Did you say he draws a memory and it's the Dominator? Diggle does. He's yeah. like, I drew one of them. He's like, I'm not a very good artist. And, and it was like a... Yeah, it was like a yellow alien with a red spot on its head. And then pretty much no sinner did Oliver say what he said about they're going to send something to keep us here. Yeah. And fucking who shows up but fucking Deathstroke. Now, I was, I was so excited to see him on screen. You know what I mean? Because then he fights him and then Sarah shows up and seemingly kills him. Yeah. But... 
so this was Deathstroke, but I'm not. I'm pretty positive it was not Man Manu Bennett underneath that mask because he, you know what I mean. He would have made a point to reveal, you know, it was not Slade. Like I would have liked to have seen Slade. Right. Like, yeah. It was just Deathstroke's. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just weird. All the villains in this episode were really fucking weird and very underwhelming. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I I understand why it was like it was meant to be that way. But um, so yeah, they fight. They fight him and a uh, Diggle fight him. And they're pretty much getting beat up, and then Sarah shows him, pretty much kills him easily. Like, yeah, and it's just like, she's like, well, how the hell did I do that? Like, you know what I mean? So this is, then they tell Sarah to remember the last thing she remembers before the fight. And the last thing she remembers is having, being mind-controlled by the Dominator. So this alerts her to what's happening. Which is pretty interesting. Imagine, like, waking up and being like, remember the last thing you did in the last, like... It had nothing to do with what you were doing, yeah. That would be crazy. Yeah, they figure out the smoke building. Smoke tech building is the way out because it's the one thing that doesn't nobody can recognize. Um, <clears throat> and it goes back to real time, and it shows Barry's fighting electric birch with Supergirl. Bitch. B Barry's fighting electric bitch with Supergirl. Oh, yeah, it was like that girl, she, like, me mechanized herself. Yeah, it was like cyborg. Yeah, woman. she, like, took all this tech and was doing some crazy shit. And it was weird. It has, she has no reference to anything from what I can understand, so I don't... Yeah. But they get the tech, and Ramirez warms up to Super, Supergirl and Flash. Yeah, because um, they saved him. Or he was about to die, and Flash takes him out of the was, way. It was funny, because right after that, right after they fight, was that was the, that was the one where Barry was, like, lightning punching that bitch? And you're yeah. like, I fucking love when he does that. Yeah. And uh, that happens, and then and then uh, Ragman shows up at the end. And he's like, "That was awesome!" Like, because <laughs> it would be fucking crazy. Oh yeah, imagine? the scene that in real life. That'd be fucking nuts. <laughs> but then uh, Ray, you know, so they're like in at the party, and they come across Ray, and uh, Ray's starting to become aware as well. Uh, they he doesn't take him very long to be convinced. Um, and then so everyone knows now, and then Thea's aware, but she doesn't want to leave. She's like happier in the hallucination because right. she's with mom, she's with dad. She goes, "Why?" See, but which is stupid is that as soon as they decide to kill her, the hallucination is over. Like, Yeah. Well, Thea believes, she believes that it should be accepted as a reward for the sacrifices that they've made all this time. Yeah, because, that's, that's great and everything, but right, still. Because, uh, like, their life sucks, you know what I mean? Yeah, right but the now. hallucination is only going to be valid until she's killed in real life. Like, Right, but, I mean, she's that's the last thing she's going to remember is this hallucination, so, I mean, that, that must just be the way she's thinking about it, is like yeah, her but, version of the afterlife, you know what I mean? A, a reasonable reason, to, or a reasonable way out Whatever. to be happy. I don't know. I think it's stupid, too. It's, yeah, I mean, it's unlogical, but it, it makes sense. I understand, but it's not logical. But, but either I mean, way. It, she she makes a point to saying, like, she's like, that's mom and dad. They smell like mom and dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can understand. It would be really hard to do. Oh, absolutely. Even Oliver was hard. It was struggling, but... You, you know what I mean? We can even talk back to in, in the... The flash part of the crossover when when Oliver or when Barry is uh, reviewing the um, news article from the future with Oliver in that in that secret room, yeah. and he's like Barry, he's like literally anybody would do what you did. Yeah, he goes, if you think if I had powers, I wouldn't fucking go do that. Hell yeah, I would. He's like, like I watched my mom get stabbed through the fucking chest with a sword. I watched my dad kill himself after killing the only other person with us. Right. You know what I mean? And and all this shit. He's like, I would so do that if I had the opportunity to. So nobody can blame you for doing that. So, right. you know what I mean? See, Oliver but, says essentially the but same Oliver's, thing. But Oliver is, he critical thinking. You know, he, he knows everybody else is just blaming him because they can. He, Oliver's like, well, fuck you. I would have done it too. Any one of you would have done it. Like, right. He's Absolutely. the only one that's thinking about it but without... He's thinking about it before he's saying things about it. Absolutely, and this is pretty much what he's telling Thea. You know what I mean? He's telling Thea this. He's like, "That's not them," blah blah blah. But he's like, he's like, uh, 
I'll leave you here if you want. If that's what, really what you want, I'll you know I'll do that. Because Thea's like, I can't lose my family again. You know what I mean? And then the, so they, they, they begin to leave the, uh, the Queen Mansion, and this is when we get Damien Dark. Deathstroke shows up again. Um, one of the other, like, Deathstroke fucking soldiers. Something. Lemire Kuru soldier and Malcolm Merlin. They all show up on the front lawn, and they all fight each other. Um, Which is interesting. Yes. So right before that happens, though, Thea then enters the fight. She's like, comes up, and she's like, like I said, I can't leave my family again. So she changes her mind in a fucking flash. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um, so but, they all so fight, the, and no, it was awesome. Yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple of interesting things that I didn't write down in the first one, but I don't know if you noticed or not. But uh, Sarah killed Damien Dark with an arrow through the chest, like Oliver did. No, like Damien killed Laurel. Oh, okay, yeah. And Oliver shot Dark Star in the eye, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that was pretty fucking... Appreciate pretty, that shit, yo. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was dope. I was like, fuck yeah, it's a nice little homage to what's going on. So uh, Oliver says goodbye to Laurel again, which is sad. Um, we see Tommy and Roy, like, in the background. Yeah, it was like a weird fucking... Yeah, it looked goofy. Like, they looked like ghosts. Yeah, it was like uh, it was like uh, the Resurrection Stone from Harry Potter. Yeah. Kind of, it was like... Odd. like same type of... Um, so, but then they, they pop out of the hallucinations, and it shows them back in real time, and they are coming out of their pods. Um, they, and I guess it goes back to the arrow cave when they come up, or something, they come, no, somebody, who comes across to the fact that it's from the Old Testament? That language. Gideon. Gideon does? Yeah. Oh, they're on the ship. They go to the way, they're saved, they go to, alright, so, when they walk out of the hallucinations, they walk into the Dominator ship. And they're like, where well, they are we look going? Out and like, oh, fuck. Yeah, they're like, where are we going? And Ray's like, oh, I know where to go. He's like, ask. He goes, most aspects of design are universal. And they walk yeah, they right into, into a, fucking, like a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah, just fucking chilling. And then Oliver grabs a fucking Dominator gun and just shoots him. And he goes, yeah, at least some of that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he, I was like, holy shit. And then they get into a like a Dominator spaceship, and they use. It just a, happens to be seats for every single one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they just start flying off and they are in a fucking giant space battle, which is pretty fucking great, cool looking. Um, the uh, All of a sudden the Wave Rider shows up and Nate Haywood saves the day. So this is how they enter yeah, this, is how they enter this information. So uh, Sarah takes Diggle to the med bay to have Gideon fix him up. Uh, the Dominator ship is headed toward Earth, like the big one, the mothership apparently. Yeah, and uh, the, near, the weapon is near ready was the translation. Yeah, they have like a, a recording, or no... I'm sorry, uh, Ray had remembered what one of them said. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and he Gideon, said it to Gideon, and she... Yeah, and that was what the translation was. The weapon is the weapon is near ready, so that's pretty interesting. So that that then ends the, the Arrow episode, and then that let, lets us move right into Legends of Tomorrow. This was, I believe this was season se- or seasons two, episode six, seven, Invasion. Yeah, yeah, the way I took those notes, it made it look all weird. I mean, it's fine. Just don't get, don't delete it all on this. I'm thing. not gonna delete it. I was just gonna change. We're just gonna the, have to scroll. I didn't take a lot of. There wasn't a lot. I took everything I needed. Yeah. Well, they escaped the ship, and uh, the thing is, is that these aliens are trying to learn about metahumans. Mm-hmm. They want to, because the metahumans, not that they call them metahumans in other worlds or whatever, but they've come across things like this before, and then they want to eliminate them because they were they are a danger to them, I guess. <laughs> So they're just going and pre preemptively destroying these fucking superpowered beings, like, which right. is ridiculous. You picked up the wrong motherfuckers. Yeah, it's damn damn straight. And so they go. They're what? They're who is showing them? 
watching footage from the war. On the Wave Rider, they're watching it? Yeah, I think so. Or Lila showing them one or the other. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, they're watching footage of from the war of the aliens come. Yeah, I think it was Lila. Yeah, cause she had she had all that stuff. Something. Um, so they decide this is this is the, the, what we've been talking about. That this is the aspect of legends. They decide that they're going to go back in time to 1951, and treat it kind of like a time aberration. But they're going to capture a dominator and interrogate it. Yeah, learn about what the hell, what the fuck, pretty yeah. much. So this is the idea that they have, and Cisco wants to time travel so bad. He goes, "Oh my god, I can't wait! I can't wait! I'm gonna do it! I love it!" Yep. So him and Felicity go with him. And then uh, Oliver, Oliver, and uh, the rest of the team is gonna go talk to the president, or the government, or some, you know, to to try to, to talk about what's yes. going on. And then he is for Supergirl to stay behind because she, you know, they're going to pretty much talk about aliens. They don't want to have another alien there, like, and she's kind of offended. Because on her planet, her being, you know, very well known that she's an alien, you know. And, right. But I can understand where Oliver's coming from, but he's he's a little hard. See, he, he's like me. He comes off very uh, abrasive. Yeah. When he doesn't mean to be. You know, he does this the way he is. Like, yeah, he's a, he's a realist. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's it's, it's exactly like you. You're a very real person. Yeah. You see things very literally. And But then I, I speak them, and I don't care about how it makes people feel. But whatever. <laughs> it's whatever. Yeah, exactly. So we face Cisco. <laughs> <laughs> That's Felicity and Cisco's couple name. <laughs> is so excited to time uh, about time travel in the ship. I guess that is. Is, is that why you did that? Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just an accident. No, for Cisco. Um. So yeah. So enter after they do that. The, I don't know if they did it. This ha- yet. The Stein thing happened in Flash. I think. Also, yeah. Well, he was I like, talked about "Take that me briefly. to the house." You, you talked about that, and yeah. you saw his daughter. Yeah. Okay. Um. Sign's daughter shows up. Yeah, and she reveals to him that he's a na- she's a na- nanotech graduate. Yeah, she looks like you could use a nanotechnology graduate, and he goes, "Oh, I don't know, if, I don't know any." He's one like, of those. "Yes, I absolutely could." <laughs> she, he goes, "I don't know any one of those." She goes, uh, "Yeah, you do, me." <laughs> right, and he's like very apprehensive about his daughter. Like, well, he doesn't remember her. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, and for good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it switches over to uh, them traveling to Redmond, Oregon, 1951, and they're going to capture the Dominator. Yeah, so like they like they're kind of like spying on the battle, which, you know, it just has to have steel. This fucking shit pa- piss, coming in his pants. Oh, absolutely. Getting and being able to see all this shit, man, that's like a historian's dream. Like right. he's just so happy. And so, so you wrote down that his costume is strange, which I agree with. Very strange. It's an odd, an odd thing. It, it sucks because uh, their but their budget for this crossover had to be huge, but they could have put him in his steel powers more, more one yeah. like more than. Five seconds. But I love Mick. He's like a uh, waiting for a straggler. Yeah. <laughs> and then like like one comes and he just fucking like and he like takes off his coat or whatever. He's like like don't kill him. He goes I'll try not to or whatever. He <laughs> I says. love Mick. Dude. Yeah, he's dude, fucking he's great. But so we didn't we didn't mention that when they get there to 1951, they make Felicity and Cisco stay on the ship. Yeah, well their power they don't. I mean no no Cisco's not, but I guess they don't really know the extent of his power. But. Right. But Felicity's also experiencing the effects of time travel when she... Like puke it as shit. She, she, she like, talking up. weird, dude. It was so funny. Yeah, she was talking weird. And she said something, I guess, that was, uh, like, a different alien language from Star Trek. I don't know. I guess she speaks something that was a, it was a Star Trek Easter egg for Clean those Trekkies out there. Yeah. Um, Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh... And it, so they capture the alien, but then it shows Felicity back on the ship talking to Cisco about uh, trying to make him see reason about Barry. Like, you no, know, he's your friend, you know. And, 
but he still won't budge. And I mean, even Felicity saying stuff isn't going to convince him apparently. And uh, and then it goes back to Stein back in their time, and he's having a hard time not remembering his daughter. Stein is having a hard time remembering his daughter is what I would have to say. I don't know. You took these notes. Yeah, because he's like, cause like, like, because she she remembers him 100, percent but he doesn't remember her very well. He's having a hard time, comma, not remembering his daughter. Yeah, see, because this has see this has nothing to do with Flashpoint. This has to do with himself. They think. Yeah. Because uh, it's not happening the same way. Because Diggle doesn't remember his son. Stein is remembering other things. Right. When something, but I think it has to do with him time traveling too. Right. But uh, so so this organization shows up. Uh, back in the, back in 1951. And uh, shoots Mick, Steel, and Vixen with darts, and they all pretty much go unconscious. Um, yeah, and then and then I, I believe it was Cisco saying something about he was saying something about the uh, getting captured. He's like he's like I don't want to get captured by those people and go to have them being taken back to the, uh, to their alien facility with those guys in suits. He goes, Have you seen Stranger Things? <laughs> and it's fucking beautiful. They I just like, made DJs call. I absolutely loved it. It's just I love how Stranger Things is now being just just placed into modern day pop culture like it's fucking it is modern day pop culture. I know but it's just it's beautiful man I just love it like it just it's so it's just seamlessly transitioning into things that people can now reference because it's so fucking popular that this is great I don't know mm-hmm. I love it but uh so the tranquilizers apparently like they're like in this cell and they're like apparently the tranquilizers are messing with their powers which is funny to me that Superheroes from 50-something years in the future, you know, 51 years in the past, fucking tranquilizer is fucking them up, which is whatever. Um, So it goes back to our present time where Arrow, Flash, White Canary, and Adam are meeting with the president, but somebody else shows up. It's that older guy. I don't recall his name. I don't don't think they have a name for him. He seems to work under the president, but then he tells Lila. At one point, he tells Lila, he goes, if you want to last as long as, uh, what's her name? What was her name for the little girl or lady that ran Argus? Oh, Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller did. Then he's like, then you listen to what I'm saying. Like, so he was. He acted like he was above Amanda Waller, like by a great, great deal. Yeah, it's pretty weird. And but uh, so you know, and then apparently this is also the same guy that's in the, in the past doing this shit with the alien and the other superheroes, which is crazy. You know, so we're seeing what he's doing in both timelines. Right. So uh. uh Flash took me out and fight breaks out. What? <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. They're determined that many humans are a threat. That's what they, for the aliens. The same guy ambushed them in the past. Yeah, so like this, the guy that shot them with the darts is the same guy from the scene with Oliver and them. Flash took me out. Fight breaks out. I'm not really sure what that means. <laughs> It would have, see, this, we did the podcast the same day we watched the fucking shows. I would know. Yeah, that's all right. But I know we, this is the, during this scene that this is maybe it has something to do with this, but basically says like the guy in the glasses. He says to the Flash, he's like, "Well, the reason that they're here is because of you. You know what I mean? You doing what you did caused them to, you know, take more notice that you're a big threat, and you know they wanna they wanna to have you destroyed." Yeah. And basically tells him that if you know you give oh no this is coming up after so okay so let's go to uh, back fi- in 51 yeah Francisco saves the day 
Or like who anybody ordered some nerds or whatever she said. What she said something like that. I don't know, but that was be fucking a great clip for a show. Yeah. If that's what she says. It was something like that. Oh Geeks man, or something, I'm, gonna to, I'm gonna have to go and check it out. Check that out because it that, might not have been nerds, but it was close to that. But um, so they decided they have to go rescue the alien too because maybe they can talk to him. They own one with whatever. Right? Yeah, they're fucking in the other room, like fucking torturing this poor alien. Yeah. Which, by and the way, I figured out was the only time that I could tell that they were using practical effects for the Dominators. They they said. I remember reporting it as part of news for Invasion that they were going to use both a mix of CGI and practical effects. Yeah. And I think when the when the when the Dominator was laying down on the table, it was like ah. Yeah, that was real. That was a real practical effect, yeah. and it looked awesome. It did. The aliens, all of them, they all looked really good. Even CGI form, they looked awesome. Yeah. So uh, throughout this, Cisco ends up stealing a transponder from the alien ship, like a transcommunicator thing. Yes. Um. That guy knows about Barry and Flashpoint. That old guy. Yeah, this is that's when he says what he says about. Um, he says that's the reason that they're here is because of you and what you did about with Flashpoint. I still can't believe he knows that. Yeah, well, they probably told him. Yeah. Um, so he asked the Flash to surrender they himself, leave, yeah. and you know, and they will leave. They'll leave Earth in peace. So they're all out there for for Barry and Hall of Justice. Someone said it. I I think because I said it looked like it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like it looks like the Hall of Justice. It was in a painting on that uh, airship hangar, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. And uh, so they're all there for Barry. Um, see, but they're kind of being two timing because they are there for Barry, but they have a weapon to exterminate exterminate all metahumans, which is crazy because it's pretty much what uh, Cadmus was just doing on Supergirl. Yeah. But to metahumans instead of not aliens. aliens. Right. Um. So Cisco vibed to the ship. They had Barry there, right? Yes. No. Why did he? Oh, he, he. Who did he vibe to the ship with? Barry? With Barry? Or? He vibed to the ship with Nate. Oh, I don't remember any of that. Yeah. Yeah. No. He he grabbed onto Nate and they vibed into the Dominator yeah, ship to get information about why they were here. They talked to that other alien. They, they talked to the same one that they from 1951. Yeah. In the present day, okay, yeah, and this is when this is when they they told him basically that when when they vibe back or when they went back in time to 1951 and did that to them, that they caused the because they learned about him, yeah, they learned about it, and that they caused it. And this, this is when called? Cisco a, uh, paradox, yeah, they fucking caused it, yeah. And this is when Cisco does it. He just looks down. And he's just like shit. He's like, I've been mad at Barry for doing this, and I just did it to my fucking, fucking self. Thing, yep, yeah, pretty much. And he's like, I was just trying to help, and that's exactly what Barry was trying to do. You know what I mean? But so um, the team, the team's like, it's funny because like Oliver's like, I'm not gonna let you do it, and Flash is like, No offense, man, but you and what army? And then it turned around, and then it showed everybody. It was cool. Like Supergirl was there. Everybody. Yeah. He's like, well, I guess there's that army. Yeah. Dude, wouldn't it have been funny, man, if? All right, so when you mentioned that thing about Supergirl and the same, they were doing the same thing. What if Supergirl was just like, hold on, like when, what if, it, we wouldn't have had a crossover. I understand, but it would have been funny if like Barry is like, well, I got a problem with aliens on Earth. And she's like, hold on a sec, and she like fucking ran to, to went to Lena's and got the right isotope and then killed them all, like and that. then just brought that over with her. And that was how the fucking crossover. Was one way to do it. <laughs> that would be fucking funny as shit. I don't know. They would have killed all the aliens, I guess. Yeah, that, yeah it wouldn't have mattered for everybody else. It would, but there would also be the question of would it work for being on the different universe and shit. Who knows? But yeah, I don't know. I just think way. it would be funny. But uh, 
team stopping him from turning himself. Uh, big battle is coming. Um, now they are dropping the meta bomb anyway. Is what I said for some reason. Yeah, the uh, the dominant is huge. Dude. This yeah. fucking thing was fucking big, man. Because uh, somebody who, she, they were trying to catch it with a tractor beam. Yeah, Cisco and Sarah. And then he's like, the tell me this thing is a tractor beam. She goes, "Yep." And then like they grab it and. She's like heat wave. Uh, she, no, not heat wave. Fucking uh, firestorm. She goes, I need you up here. So they fly up. And she's like, I think he wants us to transmute it. He goes, it's fucking huge. Yeah, fuck yeah, like, dude. It was gigantic. Massive, like a moon. He's like, I can't do it. You know, he's like, I can't, can't fucking it. I turn this massive. thing. And he ends up doing it. You know what I mean? He he, he lets out some fucking Goku scream and right in the water, dude. Big giant drop of fucking water. I'm sure it was huge. I'm sure it flooded some basement somewhere. It's hard. I, it's hard to take notes at this part because there was a lot of awesome fighting happening. Yeah, and that's that's. So it was just a great battle that we were seeing. Like I, I can't remember exactly. Well, basically, what the they come up with this plan where they're going to put this um device oh, on, on all the alien. on each alien that causes severe pain. Um, like it's a little dark, but and Stein came up with it. Stein made it. Yeah, Stein made it. Um, so that's when Barry had to run around and put it on everybody and everything. And Supergirl was helping him too. Yeah. Um. Because earlier in one of the episodes, she. He says that Supergirl is just as flash as fast as I am. He's like, take her with you. So it's pretty crazy. And then she goes, Supergirl. He goes, what about me or something? He's like, I'm insulted or something. But, yeah. So um, they all they all put all these all this nanotech on all these aliens and um, they activate it and yep, and they all retreat. They're like, owie. See, but they retreat. It doesn't stop, stop them from coming back again sometime. But yeah, that's true. Either way, so. I was these were amazing episodes. Like it was a great crossover, a great four episodes, man. Yeah, that's here's I'd the say hoping. three episodes. You know, yeah. Supergirl was good, but it, you know the three episodes of the actual crossover was fucking awesome. Now these episodes pulled some serious fucking ratings. Really? Oh yeah, like some of the best ratings that probably the best ratings that Legends of Tomorrow ever had, and Supergirl's ratings were equivalent to her premiere episode on CBS, which is some crazy that's shit. A lot of people were because like Nikki doesn't watch. Supergirl, but she watched Supergirl this week. Right. Yeah, so it's like... So I think that next year when they come back for the crossover, they'll ha- they'll do it for, you know, across yeah, four shows. Wait, you man. know what I mean? So it'll be... But, uh, yeah, they have to because now it's a thing. Like, But, uh, so then it, it, go, it cuts to a speech. The president's giving a speech and, like, all of the heroes are up on the stage and pretty much a typical give this seat, kitty, the seat, the, uh, the key of the city yeah, type of thing. You know, they were up there with medals, and it's like it's like nobody. You know, we cannot be more thankful to to these people here, and blah blah blah. Which is it was cool. It was really cool seeing that. And then it cuts to like they're having like an after party, uh, like in the hangar. Yeah, they're like drinking and just playing, you know, enjoying themselves. And I guess uh, the the cast of Legends were trying to enjoy some 2016 for a little bit. And yeah, they're about to get on, and then uh, Cisco co- comes out the car with a device to travel. He can try. She can travel between the universes more easily. Yeah, which is crazy. It opens up a breach directly from her Earth to this Earth, and it's also got a communication device that she can use like a phone and call over there, which is pretty cool. And not to mention, but when Mister Guy with glasses comes over, Kara talks about how she was talking to the president about having the, like the this DEO. current Earth have their own DEO. Yeah. So she's planting seeds for that too, which would be crazy because if they do that, then that opens up a whole other episode crossover where you can have Hank, Alex, Wynn, yeah. James, maybe, maybe all over there. Maybe not James. I would love to have seen Hank. Yeah, that'd have been cool. I'm Very surprised that he wasn't there. Yeah, Hank or fucking Superman would have yeah, been cool but too. Whatever. 
but um, you can have all of them come over and help train the new DEO. There That'd has to be awesome. more of that Superman because there's no way they casted that dude just for two episodes. That's what I'm saying. But uh, so Supergirl went back home, and it cuts to the end, and Oliver and Barry are in a bar having beers together, even though Barry don't get drunk, but whatever. Right. So they're having a beer, they're bullshitting, talking, and it's like pretty much whenever you need me. And like, whenever. Yeah, that's pretty much how it how it's how it ends. <coughs> it was great. It was very awesome. It was cool to see like. Uh, Seeing just Firestorm and Heat Wave and fucking Supergirl and Arrow and Flash all fighting together and Adam. It was just a cool fucking experience. It was just like seeing Civil War for the first time. Oh, seeing yeah, all these dude, superheroes like, in the same fucking spot. Like, like the Justice League we never had. Yeah. Yeah. Not yet. But it was, yeah, it was really, really interesting to see all this stuff. I just fucking, I couldn't, dude, I couldn't wait for this crossover more than, I liked last year's crossover though too with fucking Vandal Savage. Yeah, it was a good crossover because it was with Hawkman and Hawkgirl were in it and yeah, and it was all the, all that being introduced for the first time. It was just it was just great. But, but I don't know. I don't have anything more to say about that. But do you want to talk about Walking Dead for a minute? We can just briefly talk about yeah. the episode tonight. We didn't talk about last week. Last week's episode was Swear. That was the episode with. Uh, I don't want to get into the notes of it. Terror. No, I'm not going to look in the notes. I was going to look into the uh, comic, comic book comparison. Okay. Well, this episode is uh, pretty much directly follows the last episode where Negan was there. Because the last episode we watched was about Tara, so it kind of just didn't fit in, you know. So it showed it showed Michonne looking at the beds, walking away, and then uh, she ultimately set a trap to where uh, somebody from the Saviors came, and yes. she held a knife to her, a sword to her head, and was like, "Take me to Negan." She goes, "Well, it's your funeral, or whatever." And she tried to do put a she tried to like do a one up on fucking Michonne. Michonne shut that fucking shit down quick, dude. Like, she goes, "Bitch, please." Right. But uh. So and then it goes to, and it shows Jesus and Carl in the back of that truck, and they get to the Savior's camp, and Jesus rolls out right before they get there, and Carl's like, "Bye," and he goes, "Fucking goddamn it!" Should have <laughs> made him go first, is what yeah. And then uh, Carl stays in, and then pretty much right from the comic books too, close enough. Like he he's in the back of the truck with the finds a gun, and people are going in there, and Carl just lights them up, man. He just lights a few of them up, real tough. Yeah, it's, and he says the same thing here. I'm reading right from the comics. He says, I only want Negan. He killed my friend. And this one, he said friends. Um, he says, turn him over to me, and I'll you know, I'll let I'll let the rest of you live. And uh, uh, I've seen the weapons you use, and I know you don't have a lot of guns. No one else needs to die. So it's pretty so much I verbatim. Like, I feel like they don't. They didn't take all their weapons in the comics. God damn, you're adorable. He said it just like that in the show, too. Negan shows up. And he's yep. Like, you picked that gun because it looks cool. You you totally fucking did. You didn't. You like it's almost twice your size. Like, <laughs> see, but in the comic books, Carl is at least half the age. Oh, absolutely. Because Carl Carl was old as shit in the show. He's yeah. still a really little boy. This kid, I'm not going to lie to you. You scared the fucking shit out of me. Yeah, he's like he's, he's like you're a brave motherfucker. He's like, and then uh, it's like another scene. And then but see, but he fires again. Yeah. But that didn't happen in the show. Dwight, back the fuck off. See, but. In this scene, Dwight just tackled him down and pretty much took over. And right. He goes, is that any way to treat our new guest? Yeah, that's so exactly, pretty much yep. what he said, yeah. Come, Come on, on, I'll show, I'll show you. you around, yep. See, in this one, he's like, take my hand. He goes, what are you going to do? Not fucking... He's like, you're lucky to have that fucking hand, pretty much. Yeah, and see, this is when we get this this rule. The rules keep us alive. Yeah. Um, that's right. We survive. We provide security for others. We bring civilization back to this world. We are the savior. So that was pretty much right out yeah. of there. So, like, Negan's pretty much showing Carl about, like, he has that much power. He's their god, pretty much. Right. He, like, walks over. He's like, check this shit out. And yeah, he just walks over. And people bow, kneel down before him. And he's like, there's the awesome. fucking kneeling back there. Like, 
Uh, let's see. So, uh, and we can't do that without the rules. The rules are what makes everything work. Let's see here. Like no matter how small or insignificant, he's like, you can't. You know, he's, and you got to follow every single rule that they got, or it's just not going to. Yeah, it won't work out. It's probably. showing where they're at reading. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty close. I mean, this episode was very close to the comic books. Like, we see Daryl occasionally. Um, or it's the iron for you. <laughs> that shit was crazy, dude. Yeah, and a lot, obviously, a lot of this stuff is not. The Daryl stuff was not in the comics. But, you know, he's pretty much making. You know, he makes Carl sing. Yeah, make him sing the song, and then he and he does do the mar- the iron on Mark, just like he does in the show. Like because he was he cheated on him with his wife, or his wife cheated on him, and it looked uh, it wasn't quite that fucked up, but it was pretty. His face was stuck to that thing, dude. Oh, it was so gross. Yeah, that's but it. No, I want to see the fucking other shit. Apparently, there's not much more. I guess there had to have been though, because I can I believe he made Carl sing. Yeah, and then he took him home. I know. See, he wouldn't have been holding the baby though, because the baby wasn't alive in the comic books. Right. But I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was all the same. You know, whenever Carl takes off his bandage, he's like, "Oh, it was that, that is was disgusting. fucking disgusting." He goes, "You look rad as fuck, but that's gross." <laughs> and then he started crying, and then Negan actually was feeling, acting like he had some sympathy, which he did. I remember he did that in the comics too. Like, it's almost like he actually did give a shit that he made this kid upset. Like, yeah. So he's uh, probably back to him being a teacher. Like he still had teacher students. Like right. But uh, you know, and then uh, he makes him sing, and then he shows him, shows him around, and then uh, he decides to take Rick Carl back home. So they get back in the truck, and then Jesus is on top of the truck, and then uh, and then Daryl shows up, and he's like, because uh, Negan calls him over or something. He's like, see, he's like, you can you can sleep silently. He's like, taking the boy home, because if you fucking touch him, and he goes, and he tells Dwight, he's like, take him back to his box for a little while. Yeah. So he fucking, yeah, that's a scene that happened too. He's like, don't shatter the image of you. You're a fucking badass. He's like, you're not scared of shit. Don't be scared of me. It's a discipline. That's exactly word for word. Yeah. But uh, right here it is, right here. Yeah. The scene with the eye. Yeah. It looks way more brutal in the comic book. See, this is where it makes more sense that he would cry. Because he's a little he's a little boy in this in yeah. the show he's like pretty fucking teenager. Like. Let's see, he says, "Fucking Christ, man! No wonder you cover that shit up. You look disgusting. Have you seen it? I mean, have you looked in a mirror? I wouldn't blame you if you had if you hadn't. It's fucking gross. I can see your fucking eye socket. Your goddamn skull is it. exposed. He's like, now I want to touch it. Can I touch it? Well, well, and yeah, sorry. Carlos was crying. He's like, oh damn, look, holy shit, kids. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to." Like, he actually looks like he's upset. That made him cry, but... Right. And then, uh, Carl, he makes Carl sing while he's swinging his bat around, which is just like that. Yeah, he sings him that same exact song. I didn't know. That's crazy. So, yeah, so then he takes him back to the, to the fucking, uh... Is that when this happened in the comic book? I guess so. Instead of what happened in the show... See, when he gets back in the show, Rick's not there. He's Rick's out scavenging, and a couple different groups are. And Rosita had a bullet made for her by Dwight, uh, Eugene. And Negan was just pretty much, like, living there, waiting for Rick to get back. He's just, like, living there, like, holding the baby. He's like, hey, neighbor, come over for some fucking something next time. <laughs> a grill out. Yeah, it's it weird. <laughs> he goes, I fucking love this place. He goes, maybe I should kill you and your dad and just fucking move in. 
Yeah. He was like looking at the running water, like, holy fuck, yeah, dude, like this sink is dope. <laughs> I fucking love Negan, but, man. He's he's genius character. Yeah. It was an hour, it was a quick episode for an hour. Like, it, it was just a good episode, I think. Yeah. But that, that was pretty much the episode. I mean, there, not a whole lot happened. Yeah. We, I still have yet to watch the preview for next week, but next week is the mid season finale. And it's taking place on my birthday. Hey. And I'm going to get drunk. That's fuck. And we're going to watch this episode, and it's going to be fucking awesome. And I'm pretty excited. Fuck yeah. But, Tomorrow, right. we get Spider-Man Homecoming trailer. Oh, yeah. We'll, talk, we'll, we'll definitely be talking about that. Absolutely. And there's one thing I want to mention. Um, we had it scheduled. I, I had posted things about it on Twitter, and uh, you know, I had a, a bunch of retweets on it and everything like that, because people seem excited about Super Fights. Oh, yeah. So Super Fights was originally going to be happening 10 days from right now. Um, it is currently December 8th, and it is 1.51 in the morning. So, But due to some other holiday... Uh, festivities? Complications. <laughs> we had to postpone. Yes, we have to postpone. So I'm going to reschedule it. It will still be act- acted upon as an end-of-the-year type deal, but it will be happening at the very beginning of the year of next year. So, but that 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 doesn't mean anything. We're still gonna try to have it again at the end of 2017, mm-hmm. um, because it well it doesn't really pertain to 2016 as a whole. So, um, this is going to be happening on January 8th, and what we're gonna try to do is go live for all of this. We got a room specified. You know, it's gonna be eight people, including me and Lane, not including me and Lane. So it'll be a total of ten. Lane and I are gonna moderate. It's gonna be a championship battle, and we're gonna win. The players will be playing for a microphone trophy um, that and they have a, to... a gift card or some shit. Yeah, and a gift card or something. And that, that player will be entitled to hold on to that trophy for the whole year. And then they can show up at the end of the ne- at, the, at the end of next year to defend it or pass it on. If they, don't, if they can't make it for some reason or whatever. Um, but what's going to happen is while we're live, we're also going to be one of Lane and I, are, like I said, are going to be moderating, and one of us is going to be putting out these battles onto Twitter as a poll for people to vote on and help us decide which ones they think right. are going to be doing it. So you have to be watching live on either Facebook we'll play, or YouTube. We'll do plenty of promotion for this to try to get. Yeah, absolutely. To we're going to be live on Facebook or YouTube at the same time, and you have to be following us on Twitter at the same time to get to get this information out to us. And we're, you know, it's going to be over the course of eight rounds, uh, bracket-style tournament, and all that good stuff. So keep po- keep yourselves posted on our feed and all that good stuff for Super Fight. It's going to be a good-ass time. I cannot wait to do it. Um, but as far as I know, next episode will be the CW finales, Walking Dead midseason finale. And then shortly after that, we'll do Rogue One and oh, yeah. our Christmas episode. Yeah. We got So this year is getting coming up to a wrap, man. Yep. And our birthday is February 15th, so we are almost at a year of podcasting. Wow. I can't yeah. believe that. It's crazy. But I that is all I have, man. I don't have any other notes for or any other things that I want to talk about. Same here. Well, thank you guys for joining us. I hope you... Sorry for a little lack of energy in this, but it, you know, it was a late night one, and we were behind, so we... Uh, yeah, we just figured... We had to get it done, so here we go. Found it out. <laughs> but also, bear with the... Uh, the, we, we have an equipment upgrade, so we're trying to work through a couple of different things. And and uh, in the coming future, we're going to be rolling out our YouTube show to go along with this. It's like a companion show yeah. to go along with the, the podcast. So you're still going to get the audio podcast, but you can also watch it on YouTube. Um, it should be a good time. we got a lot of stuff that we're working on doing so we can have more of a connection with our 
listener base. Right. But that that's it for me, man. We're, I'm out. All right. Have a good one. We at Nerdtalkalypse Podcast assume no claim in sounds, references, music, and graphics and are not affiliated or endorsed by any companies involved, such as Disney, Lucasfilm, Marvel, DC Comics, Warner Brothers, Sony, ComicBook.com, or any of their affiliates. Nerdtalkalypse is a non-profit generating podcast made for entertainment purposes. We can be found on social media at Facebook.com slash Nerdtalkalypse and on Twitter at Nerdtalkalypse. You can also email us, Nerdtalkalypse at gmail.com. We really appreciate you listening. Please subscribe to us at any of the following servers. iTunes, Stitcher, Satchel, Player FM, and TuneIn Radio. Or also on Facebook every Monday for a live viewing of the show. Please, if you enjoy the show, let us know via email or review on iTunes. If you'd like to be a guest, either in person or via Skype, please send us an email. If there's any subject matter you wish us to discuss, please let us know. We will do all the necessary research to bring you that specific content, either in our next episode or a special of your very own. Thank you again for listening to Nerd Talk Lips Podcast.